today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie there were chaotic scenes in Westminster yesterday. They were supposed to be debating this Scottish Nationalist Party motion, which was calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Instead, the Speaker of the House, Lindsay Hoyle, broke with convention, allowing Labour MPs to amend that motion from the SNP, which led to a walkout by Conservative and Scottish National Party MEPs. The British government then promised to ignore the result of any vote. Here's the Scottish National Party leader in the Commons, Stephen Flynn, expressing his anger at the Speaker. Where on earth is the Speaker of the House of Commons... to this house now to explain to the Scottish National Party why our views and our votes in this house are irrelevant to him. Well, for the latest on this, I'm joined by Chief Political Commentator uh, at the Independent, John Rentoul. John, you're welcome to the programme. This story is still moving. It's it's still happening as we speak. But I just want to go back so that we're clear as to what's going on here. Will you explain to us why <laughs> why the SNP were so angry about this? We heard Stephen well, Flynn last night. Uh, well, it depends how long you've got, Claire. Um, uh, the simple thing is the Speaker bungled. Uh, his his attempt to uh, give all three main parties a chance to have a vote on their own policy on Gaza uh, because the uh, Conservatives pulled out and that just procedurally it had the effect of knocking out the SNP's uh, chance to vote on their own uh, their own policy. Um, he he could have rectified that, but um, but he wasn't he wasn't quick enough, and uh, so obviously this SNP were furious. I mean, one of the reasons they were furious is because they were, they were playing politics with this issue and were trying to embarrass the Labour Party and had been caught out. But uh, it ended up um, being, being quite unfair to them. Um, and so they, were, they, they, they started off pretending to be indignant and then got genuinely indignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did hear an interview with um, Emily Maitlis and Stephen Flynn over the course of the week where that a- accusation was levelled at him time and time again that they're playing politics. Then when this happened, obviously, you know, you're, you're then attacking an open wound. I just want to play another clip now because the Speaker of the House, Lindsay Hoyle, was so emotional when he did come back into the chamber. Let's hear what he had to say. I regret... Oh, it's ended up. It was not my intention. I wanted the all. I wanted all to ensure they could express their views and all sides of the House could vote. As it was, in particular, the SNP were ultimately unable to vote on their proposition. I am, and I regret, with the deep... With my sadness that it's ended up on like that, in this position, that was never my intention for it to end up like this. Now it gets even darker because, John, you're reporting that Keir Starmer threatened the Speaker with losing his job in the next Parliament, if Labour gets in, as we expect they do, if he didn't do what he did. Well, that, I mean, that's how it's been reported. Uh, it's been fiercely denied by the Labour Party. I mean, I, I think it would be very un- unlikely that Keir Starmer would have directly uh, threatened uh, threatened the Speaker. Um, I mean, it, he he would have argued forcefully for for, for Labour to, to have the chance to vote on their own policy. Um, 
But the problem is that it's rather hard for the Speaker to deny it because clearly his interests lie in um, in, in not offending uh, the Labour Party if there's going to be a Labour government, if he wants to keep his job. So mm. uh, it, you're quite right. It has got very murky. Tories are absolutely up in arms by because what they th- they see as, as, as partisan behaviour by the Speaker favouring Labour. And so they're, try- they're, they're out and about today trying to, trying to get signatures on a on a motion to uh, a motion of no confidence in the speaker to try and get rid of him. How many do they need? I see Sky reporting they have fifty-seven at the moment who signed the no confidence motion. Well, they need a they need a majority, and and that's 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 they're not going to get it because I don't think that Rishi Sunak, who commands a majority in the House of Commons, um, wants to sack the speaker. I think that would look terrible. I think I think for the government to install its own puppet speaker. Uh, would be a, would be a huge own goal. So I don't think he wants to go that far. Mm-hmm. And there are several Tories actually um, who have come out to say that they they uh, to defend uh, Lindsay Hoyle. Um, so I don't. I think the, I think the Tories will will want to let off steam. They'll want to rant and rave and complain. But I think in the end they won't uh, they won't get rid of the speaker. It's very unedifying for the British Parliament, given what they were uh, meant to be discussing a ceasefire in Gaza and how to calm the situation in the Middle East that it ended up like this. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, to, to start off with, people could make the point that, you know, passing resolutions in the House of Commons doesn't, uh, doesn't actually affect what happens on the ground in Gaza. Uh, but, uh, but to have made such, um, such a sort of partisan and, and sort of passionate mess of it um, certainly does d- d- does seem a bit off off colour. Well, we saw this in, over the course of, of Brexit, you know, when we had the, the high drama and, you know, in many cases, the high drama resulted in as, uh, from arguments around how to do things, around procedure and around yes, language in, in, yeah. in Parliament. And here we are back there again. <laughs> well, Brexit was a bit different because Parliament had to decide on Brexit and you know, that was a decision not just, you know, they, they weren't just arguing over forms of words and you know, definitions of a ceasefire. Um, you know, that was a decision they had to reach and they were split three ways. So it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was very difficult. But, but, but you're quite right. I mean, the scenes last night were extraordinary in the House of Commons. I haven't, and, and, and they matched the peak of the sort of Brexit, uh, the Brexit madness when, when people did get very, very passionate and, uh, 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 and excited. And it, I'm afraid it did not reflect well on the House of Commons. So where does this leave the British parliamentary position on calling for a ceasefire in Gaza? Well, I mean, formally, the House of Commons has called for a, a, a cease, an immediate ceasefire with, with a lot of conditions, which means it's not immediate, uh, which, is, which is the complicated wording of the Labour um, the, the Labour amendment. And that, that's what was passed last night because of the, cause, cause the Conservatives weren't going, didn't take part in the vote. Um, but that's, I mean, that is, that is a mere formality. Uh, but it, it, allows, it allows Labour MPs to go back to their constituency parties and their constituency members and say, uh, say look, I voted for a ceasefire. And that's, that's really all a lot of them wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Because as we know, Benjamin Netanyahu hasn't been listening to the American president, to the UN, the International Court of Justice, so is unlikely to heed what's coming from the House of Commons. Absolutely. But I mean, there's a second row going on um, today about whether um, whether the Speaker and the, and the Labour Party have been giving giving in to intimidation to the threat of violence against MPs. 
Uh, and it, you know, it, it has been alleged that what you know that was that was the argument that Keir Starmer put to to to, to, to Lindsay Hoyle, and and that the, the speaker uh, that was the reason the speaker changed the uh, changed the rules. But um, that's a very difficult uh, difficult argue, argument to make. I mean, you know, certainly passions have have been have been running high. There have been marches and demonstrations in London. Uh, most weekends, actually, the, the demonstration outside Parliament last night was quite small. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're, we're really on the edge of some rather dangerous waters there. I think. So, so threats of, of violence against individual MPs, is it? Well, the, a lot of MPs feel fearful for their for their personal safety and for and, and for their families because because the tenor of some of these demos uh, and 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 the, and the messages they receive on social media and, and by email. Uh, death threats and all the rest of it. I mean, I think it is it is really colouring uh, a lot of MPs' perceptions of whether it's even worth being in politics. And that would be that would be absolutely terrible if people are being driven out of politics by the threat of violence. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's very difficult for Keir Starmer and the Labour Party to navigate this because of previous accusations of anti-Semitism. Well, in, indeed, and uh, that's that's why it is all. Uh, it is all extremely worrying, and uh, you know it must be hoped that uh, you know, everyone will calm down. Um, there was a call in the middle of that furore last night. Uh, someone shouting up with tongue firmly in cheek, "Where's John Burkow? Have you seen anything like this before, where you have these two parties in open revolt against the speaker? Um, yeah, I mean there, there was the, there was the Burko um, period. I mean the, the Conservatives absolutely hated John Burko because they thought he was he was bending the rules of Parliament uh, to try to stop Brexit. Um, you know, and in the end, I think the test of that was that he didn't stop Brexit. So I'm not sure um, that argument holds. But they, but certainly, Tory MPs felt very strongly that that's what he was up to. Um, and you know that is that is what a speaker, I suppose, is always going to is always going to face. They're always going to face trouble from one side or the other if they try to if they try to hold the line down the middle. Do you think Lindsay Hoyle will resign today? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean, that would be the only way he would go would be if he if he decided to go voluntarily. He sounded very upset last night. I mean, close to tears when he came, when he did come back to the to the chair. Um, uh, and very apologetic, uh, he did. You know, as, as we heard just then, he, he did say sorry to the to the Scottish nationalists mm-hmm. um, because it had said, you know, his his plan to give everybody a say had had certainly gone gone wrong. Um, but I don't think. The thing about politicians is they tend to they tend to want to cling on to their jobs. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, John, thanks very much. John Rentil, their chief political commentator with the Independent. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to hear what the job of a healthcare chaplain involves. Text five one five five one today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio One.